across the land. Evil should not have the upper hand. A podcast will kill this wicked blight. A mighty guild of geeks arise. Everybody try laughing. Then whatever scares you will go away. <laughs> but Dad, I'm not scared. <laughs> what? I'm not scared. Maybe you were dreaming. No, I saw Totoro. Totoro? You mean a troll? Like the one in your storybook? Mm-hmm. But he called himself Totoro. He was furry with a great big mouth. There is a little one, and a bigger one, and a huge one that kept falling asleep. You must have met one of the spirits of the forest. That means you're a very lucky girl. But you can't always see the spirits. You can only see them when they want you to. said that mom's not doing well, so she doesn't get to come home this weekend. <gasps> no fear! It can't be helped, May. What if she came home early and it made her even worse? It's not fair! May, you just have to wait a little longer. No! You wanted to die, May? Is that what you want? No! You're such a baby. Just grow up! Totoro, May's lost. I looked everywhere for her, but I couldn't find her. Please help me. I have to find her. Welcome to Culture Zoo, the Mighty Guild of Geeks. I'm Levi. And I'm Rosalind. This is episode, I don't know what it is, I think it's 18. We do this every single time. <laughs> I need to check before we start. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 18. I think you're it's right. Hard, I feel like it was 17 last time. Yeah, and so we are on um, film number three of our Summer of Miyazaki. And uh, this, uh, yeah, this today we are doing uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. His third film released, I believe, in 1988, said, which is good. the year I was born. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I would have been five, five at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, we've, uh, we did last week, we did Castle in the Sky, which you can get on our feed. And um, the week before that, we did uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. So uh, before we get started, Rosalind, how can people find us? Okay, so onedrawingaday.wordpress.com is right. where we started. That's right, and we will post drawings on mm-hmm. there. And um, basically, this is our this is us blogging our journey of trying to become better artists. Yeah, so you can go back really far. When did you start that? Oh man, 
Let me like find out. Years ago. Like a long, long time ago. Like at least five years ago. Oh, more than that. Like really? like a good well, okay, let's see. My first post was in twenty ten, so six wow. years ago. Yeah. Over six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to watch like, yeah, kind of my I, I know, I was there. I went back a while ago so and say, I really couldn't draw spray. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> um, come a long way. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I, I, mean, I see a lot of progress. I, I think you've yeah. developed your style a lot more. Yeah. Like, no. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotten better. Yeah. Um, I'm still not where I'd like to be. No. Maybe no. if I'd really done one drawing a day. Oh, exactly. Yeah. If I'd actually yeah. done one drawing a day, I'd be much closer to mastery now. Yeah. But, I don't yeah. know. I feel like for me with the drawing daily, I get really uninspired and then I'm like really yeah. bored with like whatever pencil I'm using. And then I feel like taking a break helps sometimes, but mm. I don't know if it does. Maybe not. Yeah, I know. I, I think, you know, right now I'm just drawing whatever uh, Miyazaki films that mm -hmm. we're talking about. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. I've never drawn anime. Right. Uh, neither yeah. have I. I've so never tried. So it's an interesting tried. style to even, I mean, some people that's all they do. I know. Um, I and follow, it, yeah, a girl on Instagram who does really beautiful anime drawings. Yeah. So do she I. does really pretty painting and mm -hmm. like it's gorgeous. Maybe it's the same girl. <laughs> does she have a heart condition? Yes. Yeah. I, I forget what yeah. her name is. Dang, I should find that out now. Um, yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. But hers, like the, the coloring she does and it's like almost like she surpassed her mm -hmm. inspirations, which is pretty cool to see. The thing for me is I feel like anime is a style that there's like a lot of bad anime. Right. I think you can, you can do it really like bad. Like if you go on right? Deviant Art. Like, it's like basically like a billion bad anime drawings. <laughs> like Maybe because it's kind of like, ones. it looks achievable to copy because it's very simple. Mm -hmm. And then people copy it really badly, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I just, I, yeah, there's... I don't know why I find it. Um, or maybe like kids really like that art, so they are drawn to it and then want to draw it. Maybe so. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's very simple, but mm -hmm. it's deceptively hard. Like it's funny. Like there's so much of it is in the eyes um, mm -hmm. that uh, that it's uh, you know it's it, and the eyes are like I, every time I've drawn one of these anime things, I've had to really work on the eyes. Even right. though the eyes are incredibly simple, but like making sure they're in the right place in the head, the right size. Yeah. Um, the eyes are weird because they're just like an arch with like a pupil, uh -huh. but it's, it is deceptively hard to figure yeah. out how to do it. Anyway. So yeah, you can follow us attempting anime, uh, up at one drawing a day. Yeah. Um, dot wordpress.com. We are also on Instagram. At, at Culture Zoo Podcast. And we are on Twitter at C Zoo Podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, also, we would appreciate it if you would, um, if you like this, uh, our show, please go on iTunes and leave us a review. Um, if we get, say, 10 reviews, mm -hmm. we will send a t shirt, I think, to, is kind of what I we've think been that's saying. That's a good idea. To, I was thinking about doing like an Instagram contest, too, would be fun. Yeah. No, there's all kinds of marketing of how to do it, though. that we can do here yeah. <laughs> to rule the world. <laughs> we have to work on our brand. Exactly. Well, yeah. Anyway, so tonight, let's, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Um, so, Rosalind, you'd never seen this film before. No. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And you watched it today? Yeah. I watched it this time? afternoon with Calvin again. Okay. So, mm -hmm. he's really liking this summer of Miyazaki. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you watched with Calvin. Mm -hmm. How old is Calvin? He's He'll be five in July, so okay. basically five. So, first off, I'll ask, what did Calvin think? He loved it. He okay. really liked it. I think 
he liked Castle in the Sky better, though. Okay. Um, probably because it's a little more violent little and more there's like bad edgy. guys yeah. and like guns and stuff. Yeah. But um, he liked it and he was like cracking up through yeah. lots of it, which was, I was too. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. He was laughing. He thought he said a bunch of times like that's really pretty. He really mm-hmm. liked it. So. Yeah, same with, uh, I watched it with Charlie and the little kids. They all really liked it, too. They've seen it, though, before, but Charlie had never seen it. Right. To sit down. Charlie is uh, four. Yeah. So. I think also Calvin got, like, a little nervous at the end with the mm, mom being sick. Yeah. Which was interesting. Like, I could tell he was very uncomfortable because, like, he, yeah, it was uncomfortable for him. The mom yeah. being sick. I think he was worried about it. So, I'm, I'm going to read, actually, something. So, this is. Totoro is actually one of um, uh, Roger Ebert's favorite films. Oh, it's it's in his list of great films. Huh. Um, so I'm going to read a little excerpt from his review of it because I really liked the way he described it. So he said, "Here is a children's film made for the world we should live in, mm-hmm. rather than the one we occupy. A film with no villains, no fight scenes, no evil adults, no fighting between the two kids, <laughs> no scary monsters, no darkness before the dawn. A world that is benign." A world where if you meet a strange, towering creature in the forest, you curl up in its tummy and have a nap. Um, And this is, uh, then at the end of his review, he said, I'm afraid that in praising the virtues of my neighbor Totoro, I've made it sound merely good for you. But it would be never have won its worldwide audience just because of its warm heart. It's also rich with human comedy in the way it observes the two remarkably convincing lifelike little girls. It's awe-inspiring in the scenes involving the Totoro and enchanting in the scenes with the cat bus. It's a little sad, a little scary, a little surprising, and a little informative, just like life itself. It depends on a situation instead of a plot and suggests that the wonder of life and the resources of imagination supply all the adventure you need. Hmm, That's great. That's, I think, a great introduction to My Neighbor Totoro. So getting into the plot just a little bit, this this film, it's hard to describe the plot because there's not really much of a plot. Mm -mm. And I guess before we, you know, we dive into that, it's it's interesting looking at his last two films yeah. with this one. This film feels like a pretty big departure Very from different. Nausicaa. And I mean, I would say Castle in the Sky, like Nausicaa is pretty grim. Yeah, it's a, it's, it feels very adult. It feels very adult. Very like it's like. It, there's nothing really in it that should get it a PG-13 rating, but it right. feels like it feels like a PG-13 movie nonetheless. Yeah, you know, like in like it kind of feels like a an eighty sci-fi movie that yeah. went animation. Yeah, exactly. And then Castle in the Sky is a lot more fun yeah. and a lot more childlike, but it's still like heavy and mm-hmm. there's bad guys and mm-hmm. danger and conflict and like heavy themes. Yeah, it's still like yeah. a, a heavy story, and this one feels like you open it up and it feels like very radically different yeah. than the two. Cause he's going like the two themes in the first preview previous movies are like slightly post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then it's like, we're in a totally different setting mm-hmm. and with like a totally different vibe than the previous two films he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens with like a really happy song and oh, like little so creatures cute. dancing yes, over the thing. I love it. Yeah. And this little girl like marching across the screen. Yeah. And like um, cute bugs. Yeah. And like the yeah. thing I noticed also, I don't know if this is reading into it, but the way um, that that little march happens, yeah. she's totally safe from all those bugs. Oh, like every time she would walk near a bug, uh, it would just like be blocked from way. her. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of a cute little picture of how like innocence is protecting her yeah. a little bit. Yeah. This almost feels like like A.A. A. Milne a little bit, mm-hmm. like Winnie the Pooh kind huh. of. 
in that, like, if you think about like Winnie the Pooh are wonderful stories that I love, Mm -hmm. but they don't really have like a plot. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like there's not like a villain and a conflict that's driving the story at all. No. It's just these kind of little stories that happen in this very whimsical kind of magical world. Sweet characters. Yeah. With very sweet characters. Um, and, uh, and that, that is probably, and, and that's also a, a, that you can, you can probably do that easier in a book less than you can in a movie, like a movie, right. you have like a very kind of rigid three act structure. It, yeah. P- people expect certain things from movies. And that's the funny thing, like, you know, from a, you know, Disney cartoon to, you know, is a, a zombie movie, right. they all kind of follow similar, you right. know, there's similar conventions, oddly right. enough that happen there. And this doesn't really, it's very unique in the fact that it doesn't have those conventions. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the story, the story basically opens up. It's these two sisters, uh, May and Satsuki. Yeah. You know, Satsuki. I think the T is silent. May and Satsuki. Um, who are moving with their father into a house in the countryside. Which, that house. Yeah, yeah. You want that house so bad. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, (laughs) the place they're moving, it's like immediately... This is one of those things that I absolutely love about this film is that it's insanely beautiful. Like, the animation is also another thing that... I feel like is radically stepped up from the previous few. Like the previous Mm -hmm. two movies were really, really good, Mm -hmm. but this one, there's so much more, it's like really warm. Mm -hmm. The colors really, I just feel like there's so much like there's, so the first, you know, the, the first picture that really sticks in my mind is, um, when they get to their house, there's this little Creek right in front of the house. And there's the way they animate, like there's this leaf Mm -hmm. that they just, Folk, they show yeah. the leaf just kind of floating in this creek and then yeah. running over this. Funny, I have, I can totally this waterfall, see it. It's this so, tiny little waterfall, and it, it's so sweet that it takes the time uh-huh. to do that yeah. to stop and like look in the creek and watch this mm-hmm. little leaf just float over this yeah. ledge. And the way they've done it, they've it's so lifelike but so beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's the whole countryside that they're in is kind of it's this farming yeah. community, I yeah. think. In Japan somewhere. <clears throat> Apparently this movie is set in 1958. Oh, I was going to say 20s. Okay, yeah. it's It was really odd. It's just, I wasn't sure if they were just in a very like rural yeah. area or if this was actually, you know, like what time it but was. But at the same time, okay, 58 for Japan is probably yeah. going to be radically different. different than 58, 58 for us. Like yeah. 58 was like this boom for, you know, yeah, it's like the 60s. Every, yeah. We had all kinds of inventions and we were becoming very modernized, whereas yeah. they were probably kind of still struggling. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. The, yeah. So they're, so yeah, so 58, they're moving into this. Um, this house out in this farmland way out, but it's like, it's a farmland with like a lot of people living in it. Yeah. It's like a farming community. It's a cute community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they don't really explain why they're moving out there yet. Um, but it's this really, really cool house. And again, there's all these little details that they'll do into it. Like Mm -hmm. the way you can hear the bugs, Uh you know, the sound effects are really neat in this movie too. Um, that, you know, as they're driving through this, you can, they get out of the car mm-hmm. or they come into this house and you can just hear all these like crickets and kind of mm-hmm. bugs in the background. I'm not, no, but like, and it really just captures this feeling, mm-hmm. this vibe of being in the country. And the two sisters, Satsuki is probably about 10, 11 yeah, and 10. May is probably like three or f- like four. She's four. They say she's four. Is she four? Point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's four. That, which is, and the way they nail this relationship between these two sisters so good. is like, I love it. It reminds it's, me of me and Claire when we were growing up. Okay. Like, All right. so much so. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And, and I of think your anyone goals. with a sister, because yeah. yeah, it reminds me of like Lily or Jane and, and Lou. Yeah. Or yeah. Lucy. Um, and uh, just the way there's so many little details that I think I mentioned this before, but that you can tell he's just so he, he, mm-hmm. he captured how girls act, especially sisters act. Yeah. Um, and in like a way that I've never seen anyone do yeah. on film before, yeah. especially with an animated film. I think it's just so interesting for to take the time to do that with an yeah. animated film. Yeah. It's just so different from yeah. what I'm used to with animated films. And yeah. it's really, really fun. Like, yeah, it is. and I'm like, why don't, why don't people do this all the time? Yeah. Because I can, I mean, Calvin loved it. I can imagine mm-hmm. being a little girl and, and I know as a little girl, I would have loved that. Like yeah. I would have loved to see a movie like that when I was, you yeah. know, eight. So, yeah. Uh, so May is, yeah, she's like a typical four year old girl. She's super cute. Oh, she like the so way they draw cute. her. She's super cute. She's like this roly poly kind uh-huh. of little girl, you know? Um, and Suzuki is, you know, older, mm-hmm. um, and the way, like the little things that they ca- they capture, like how May will always repeat what Suzuki says. Yes, I was going to say she always repeats it. Yeah, like exactly like little girls do. Yeah, and yeah. this is so how little girls yeah. behave. So like you know Suzuki will go, "This is so much fun," yeah. and you know May will go, "This is so much fun." Yeah, you know she'll just like parrot what she yeah. says, <laughs> which is something you don't really notice. Yeah, but so little cute. girls do that all the yeah. time, where they like they want to be like a part of like a big girl too, right. you know, and so yeah. they're so they'll just say what the bigger girl is saying. Yeah, and um. And kind of what you see like right away is that, um, you know, they're, they're both very happy. They're mm-hmm. excited moving into this, this new house, but there's something kind of strange with this house mm-hmm. that they're moving into. Yeah. Um, which is, it's, it's funny the way it's presented yeah. a little bit. So they, they get to the house and they're just kind of running around it. Which you know? I love that part too, because yeah. do you remember moving when you're a kid yeah. and like going, there's something like <laughs> so like invigorating about an empty house when you're little, like, yeah. and they're just like running through it. And I'm like, yeah. I have memories of doing that. It's like so exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah, which exactly. parents are like, Oh my God. They're so like, tired at this, this point. This is the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so they, they run to this house and they encounter these like what look like kind of living dust bunnies mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's funny because they open the door they're and there's so like cute. a million yeah. of them and there's like whoosh, yeah. they all like run out and like there's this moment of silence. <laughs> they're just like we're all just like what was that? <laughs> um, and uh, as they you know they're they're kind of infesting this house these living dust bunnies. Yeah. And they're a little again it's like the first thing where you see this is a little bit scary mm-hmm. like when they're going up into the uh-huh. attic and it's all dark up there and they're looking around uh-huh. for him. Um, they can kind of hear him moving around mm-hmm. and it's a little bit scary, but it's never, you never feel like they're going to be the villain. No, there's no, it, again, yeah. It's just like, it's like, it's like if like you have a mouse mm-hmm. in your house mm-hmm. or something like that, it's not like the mouse is evil, but it's just right. like that. Ooh, there's something yeah. a little bit different yeah. in here. Um, and they meet an old, um, an old lady there who kind of says, oh yeah, I could see them when I was a child too. Yeah, They're, which I love that. What are they, dust sprites? Or, she, or um, soot, soot sprites? sprites or yeah, soot they spread gremlins. dirt around, yeah, yeah basically. Um, and so she's this kind of kindly old lady who comes into it. What do they call her? Granny. Granny, yeah. And um, as like the story goes on and they start, you know, kind of moving into their house, um, you, you learn a few things and, and a few things kind of develop that uh, their mom is sick. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see this because Suzuki is really in the mothering role. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that she stepped in like 
to kind of be the mother to May. Yeah. Like she makes breakfast for everyone. Yeah. You know, she's like always kind of keeping on top of May. Their dad is a professor who's a little bit, he's a really cool character, yeah. um, but he's, you can tell he's a little bit like, you know, a little bit absent-minded yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so May is having to, you know, not only be, not May, but uh, Suzuki is not only having to be like, you know, she's a growing young girl, but she's also have to kind of be the mother mm-hmm. in this relationship. Um and um, their mom is sick with some kind of yeah. unidentified thing. Apparently, um, Hayao Miyazaki's mom oh. was ill growing up with like some kind of like spinal problem oh. or some something weird. I forget. But huh. um, she had to spend a lot of time in the hospital. So mm. it's, it's kind of a personal thing from his angle. Mm. And the reason they've moved to the country is so they can be close to where she's in the hospital mm-hmm. um, while she's recuperating. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the story except for there's one other major character. Yeah. Totoro. Totoro. (laughs) Totoro. So what did you think of Totoro? I loved him (laughs) so much. Like, so May discovers him kind of just like wandering through the forest and, oh no, she finds like the little mini Totoros. Yeah. Which made me laugh so hard for some reason. Like, (laughs) they're so cute. There's a lot of visual cute comedy. And like, Yeah. yeah cute comedy exactly where it's just like so cute you have to laugh but she follows like this little mini blue Totoro and a white Totoro type of creature into the forest they're they're coming into the house apparently to steal acorns or to move out maybe I thought I I thought maybe they were like getting their Their stores they were living there and they're moving out because the house is occupied now I thought maybe but they go marching off with like the hobo sack over their hand, <laughs> yeah. over their shoulder yeah. with like the assault full of acorns. Yeah. And so she follows them into the forest and inside this giant tree uh, is where Totoro lives. Yeah. So they're all Totoros. They're all. Yeah. The, and I think they're like fairies in Japanese culture or something. How they draw fairies? I, well, I mean, I think that's kind of they're like wood spirits, I think yeah. is what they are. They're like big, round kind of I think they're actually like Totoro is a mispronunciation of troll like in Japan that's like it's like a mispronunciation of the word troll in Japanese but there's something they're like some kind of forest spirit so it might be more familiar to people Um, I think I don't know yeah he's really cute he's and you know it's funny because she he she comes upon him and he's asleep in this tree I think he's nocturnal and it's like it's to me it was just such like a sweet I don't know, childhood innocence where yeah. she's not scared at all of this giant sleeping creature. Yeah. And she decides to like poke the bear basically. <laughs> yeah, she does. She like pokes <laughs> Like literally yeah. she's like on top of it, just like trying to get him to wake up yeah. and names him Totoro and then she falls asleep on him. Well, it's funny because he's really sleepy, mm-hmm. but he's also like a little bit scary. Right. Yeah. I was a little, like I had like a little yeah. twinge of like, I knew he probably wasn't the bad guy because yeah. of the, what I know about the movie, but... It's like, you're just kind of like, don't do that. Like, yeah, well, look at those teeth. I know. That's the thing. It's like, we're you, like, we're, if you look at it as an adult, mm-hmm. that's the thing I love is that like this world kind of conforms to mm-hmm. a little bit like the rules may, or just like it's, it's innocent along with May. Yeah. Like, cause Totoro, when you see him, he has massive teeth. He has a kind massive like a mouth. creepy smile. Yeah. A creepy way. smile. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cute at the same time. Right. But it's just Once a little you know bit, him, it's really cute. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, yeah, she's like poking him mm-hmm. and trying like to wake him up. Rubbing his nose yeah. and like. And um, he has this big. 
uh-huh. you know, like deep voice and stuff. <laughs> so you're like, oh, and I could tell it's funny because just watching like the kids uh-huh. as they saw it, they're all a little bit nervous when right. he shows up too. Right. He's like, he's, he's kind of scary. scary looking, but then they all laugh at him yeah. too. So yeah. it's like, he's, he's like almost like a bear yeah. is kind of what you think, like a very sweet bear. Because bears were as nice as they looked. Yeah. And he has the, one of the, the details I love is the way they would draw like his vacant stare. <laughs> you know, they're just like so yeah. round. But they remind me of like, um, in Phineas and Ferb when Perry the, so Perry the platypus yeah. has this, you know, he's a secret agent, but everyone else thinks he's a dumb platypus. <laughs> so when he's in platypus mode, he gets this really vacant stare and like, he's always just kind of like vacantly staring off into the distance, like a really stupid animal. And that's kind of the same stare that Totoro has. Um, anyway, um, so, so yeah, May discovers Totoro. Yeah. And so she, she discovers Totoro and, um, Satsu, how do you say her name? Satsuki comes home Suzuki. from school. Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah. And they can't find May and mm-hmm. they end up fighting her asleep in the woods. Yeah. And she's claiming that she saw this Totoro. And I just, I loved the reaction once again, like of just being like, well, you saw a spirit. Like the mm-hmm. dad is very chill about it. Well, that's the thing I liked about this too, is it's kind of a, like, in another story, you would expect the parents to be like that. You didn't yeah. see that. Man. Yeah. You had you a just, dream. That was your imagination. That was just a dream. Uh-huh. You know, and like that might be one part of the conflict. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you've got to believe me. Yeah. But like the dad just accepts it. Like right. he's like, oh, you probably saw a forest spirit. Like, <laughs> right. well, let's go say thank you. You right. know, and, and they like, go and thank the tree really sweetly. Yeah, exactly. Like the dad says, okay, mm-hmm. like, thank you tree for watching over May mm-hmm. and, you know, please take care of them. Yeah. You know? Continue to watch over us. Yeah. And-, and it's, it's a really cute little, like it's, it's a very different reaction than you might expect from a story right like usually the parent even though they're like i think of et or something right. like that mm-hmm. where we just watched et recently which is a way better movie than i remembered it oh being. really that'd yeah. be fun i haven't, I haven't seen it since, since i was, was little yeah. and it made me cry but kind of the whole thing is that the adults are not picking up on what's going on right like the mom is completely out to lunch right on what's going on <clears throat> and then the adults are also the outside threat mm-hmm. and the way he he also emphasizes it in that you know, he only films the adults from the waist up most of the time. So they're from a kid's perspective, you know? Um, and they're just really not a part, you know, either they're threatening or just kind of out of it. Right. Um, which seems to be a theme in most of like our fairy stories. Like they don't really believe the adults don't believe what's going on most of the time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in this case, he, he doesn't, he doesn't ever see the spirit, Mm -hmm. but he just, is very accepting. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't know if he's just, he doesn't ever try to like resolve it. You know, like this is a dream you're having. He just kind of lets it be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting because usually uh, that's one of the things that, you know, in his previous films and in a lot of others films, like humans and nature aren't in conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, like castle in the sky, Nausicaa. That's, that's the main thing is that humans are kind of, um, hurting nature in a bad Mm -hmm. relationship with Mm -hmm. nature. Um, and there's, that's, there's all this conflict because that in this one, there's none of that. They're like in harmony with nature. It's really sweet. And that's just one of the, like the house they live in, like the, the land that's being cultivated around it. It's all very harmonious Mm -hmm. with nature. If you notice that. Right. And if 
Totoro's a tree spirit. The, yeah. the title of the movie is My Neighbor Totoro. And yeah. it's like they're very friendly with each other. Yeah, and it's exactly. kind of just like we just live next to a tree spirit. <laughs> yeah. And he's exactly. nice. He's their neighbor. You yeah. know? But they can't. The one thing about this is they can't find Totoro. Like, yeah. like the, the way she climbs into this tree, like through this hollow in the tree. But when she goes back to it, it's all closed up. Yeah. So like, oh, we. And the dad says the tree spirits only, you know, will let you see them when they want to be seen. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and so they, they end up, so the one thing is Satsuki hasn't seen the tree spirit Yeah, and she, um, so she wants to see the tree spirit too. And that's another sweet thing is that like her immediate reaction is not to be like, may you didn't see a tree spirit, you know, which is like what I think a typical cartoon would do. Right. And then she'd have to be proven wrong at some point. She's like, I want to see it. That's like her reaction. She's like, not fair. (laughs) Like I want to see the, the Totoro. So, um, so the second time that they, they do meet Totoro, um, is in the, at the bus stop. Oh my gosh. I loved that scene. Yeah. That scene is amazing. Yeah. And it's again, one of those scenes that really takes its time. Yeah. And that's like the really cool part about it. And that's, what's like, it's, it's yeah. like, I guess like, yeah, physical comedy. And it's like that, like dry yeah. timing in yeah. a way, because yeah. there's just something so hilarious about their faces when yeah. they're standing there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just this scene where they go to to pick up their dad mm-hmm. at the bus stop and he's late. Mm-hmm. And so it's raining. And it kind of, it's, to me, mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit nervous too. Were you yeah. nervous in that scene? Like I've seen, I knew what was coming in okay. that scene. So I was, I've always just really liked that. Cause scene. they go to pick up their dad and he's not on the first bus. And to me, it's, it's, it's a like, little that's bit. That's a signal that something's wrong. Right. In my mind, I'm like, this is where it's going to happen. Yeah, their like, dad's dead. The dad something. is dead. He was yeah. in a car accident. Like yeah. they're trained. He's not coming home. Yeah. Like I just, that's exactly what I thought was happening. <laughs> yep. But it's not what happened. No, like, he just missed his first yeah, bus. Yeah. It's like very sweet, like <laughs> yeah. very, like no plot kind of deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no, but yeah, it's like, it's all right. Yeah. So her and May are waiting out there in the rain under this umbrella yeah. and it's, it's dark, it's getting dark, it's yeah. raining and the way they would animate the rain, like yeah. super cool. Yeah. I just loved it. Um, and they just kind of look, they hear someone walking up. <laughs> And they look next to him and there's Totoro standing there <laughs> and with standing a leaf there. on his head. Yeah, he like has an umbrella. Like, like wait, but he's standing leaf. there not like looking at him. He's like no. standing there next to him like he's waiting for the bus. Right, like very casually. Like how someone would walk up next to you if they were waiting <laughs> to get on the bus. And you don't look at the person and say hi, yeah. you just stand there. You just stand there like kind of not acknowledging the person <laughs> next to you. And um, he has a leaf on his head to keep the rain yeah. off. That's not doing a very good job. <laughs> no, he looks really silly. Yeah, and he just looks really silly just standing there. And... Um, and uh, Suzuki gives him her umbrella. Yeah. She has an extra umbrella. So For she her gives dad, it to him. Yeah. yeah. So she gives it to him. And he picks up the umbrella and starts holding it. Yeah. And the drops, and this is, you know how when you're under a tree, like yeah. drops will collect yeah. onto. And we've all had this happen yeah. before. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like he picked up on something that we've all had happen in our lives. And you don't really think about but it. But it is a pleasant thing. Uh-huh. So so when you're standing under like, say, a tree yeah. or something, and there's a bunch of like the water builds up in the branches and then it falls. So it's mm-hmm. a lot heavier of drops on your like umbrella. It's a nice drop It's sound. almost tempt a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Yeah, where it's sure. like this tapping on your umbrella. Yeah. And that happens to Totoro's umbrella. And he really likes it. <laughs> yeah, he like freaks out. It makes him really happy. <laughs> and so he, he, he like, it just... It thrills him yeah. this thing uh these drops falling on, on his umbrella and um the scene ends basically where a cat bus shows up yeah. 
this bizarre, again, so a little weird. bit creepy cat bus. <laughs> right. Like it's just a little bit scary, but then it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's this basically huge cat mm-hmm. with like nine legs, I think. At least nine yeah, a ton of or legs. 12 legs. And its eyes have are like headlamps. Yeah. So it's headlamps. glowing eyes. And its fur is like the inside of a bus. Yeah. So you crawl up on its back inside its fur. Well, and, and like the ins, the door opens in the creepiest way too. It is. Like, it's so creepy. I'm like, oh, what is that it's offsetting it's a little weird yeah but um that's totoro's bus that's how totoro gets around apparently yeah um and uh and then their dad shows up Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the end of it and she's like i saw totoro yeah cool (laughs) yep um and so there's there's just all these like little so, again, this is one of those movies that's super subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to, it, it's just, it's the little details that he puts in that kind of tell the story mm-hmm. and tell you, um, and just make it really delightful. Mm-hmm. Like the interactions, just the small yeah. things. It's like nothing's really blatant in your face. Yeah. Like one subplot that I absolutely love is, um, uh, Kantka. Kantka. Yeah. Kant- the, the little neighbor boy. Yeah. Is that his name? Kanta. Kanta. Yeah. Kanta. Yeah. They're, they have a neighbor boy who moves in. Yeah. Uh, or who, he's he like a farm. There. He lives yeah. there. And he's like immediately smitten with Satsuki. <laughs> so much. Like, it's so funny because when they move in, he's like staring at yeah. her. And you can just tell immediately what's going on in yeah. his head. He's where like, he's like, he thinks she's beautiful. <laughs> He's like totally in love. Just like so scared of her. But he's terrified of her. Which reminds me so much of Calvin, how he's scared (laughs) of her. And that's what he told me the other day we were driving and we were talking out of the blue. Actually, we weren't talking at all. And he says, mom, I'm still scared of Connie from Adventures and Odyssey. He goes, I'm still scared of her. So basically that's the emotion you feel when you have a crush at that (laughs) age is fear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like... And it's so funny because you won't talk to her. Yeah, that like reminds me of Calvin too. In really awkward moments yeah. where like he totally should talk to yeah. her and just be normal. Yeah. He won't. He just goes. He goes mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. But my favorite scene is he's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is what happens just before this is it's raining. Um, May and Suzuki have mm-hmm. been kind of mm-hmm. caught out in the rain. They're waiting under this shelter. <laughs> And he has an umbrella yeah. and he walks by them yeah. and like, he knows what he has to do. Like so he has scary. to give them his umbrella. And so he just walks up to him and like shoves it in their face. And he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> like take the umbrella. And then he just bolts. He doesn't even take it. He like throws, he it, throws at them. it at their feet. <laughs> and then he runs off and like, he has this, such a look of triumph on his face as he's running off. And then later, like it shows him at his house and you yeah. can tell like, this is such a big yeah. moment for him that he like gave these girls his umbrella and he was like, did the right thing. And he's so like yeah. triumphant, but he was such a, he was so, so weird, weird about that, it. Weird about oh my it. And just little scenes like that are like, yeah, just nail how you feel as a kid and how like dumb um, you are. Yeah, yeah. And so the you, they have a few more kind of encounters with Totoro, and um, what ends up happening, kind of the climax of the mm-hmm. film, is where um, they they've been wanting their mom to come home, and they get a they get a call. That lets from the hospital that says your mom basically is sick. Mm-hmm. She has a cold, but mm-hmm. it's serious enough that she can't come home for the weekend. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get her out of the hospital so she can come home and stay with them. That's one of the things that they've all been really excited about is mm-hmm. just getting their mom home. 
And so this is like very crushing to both of them. Yeah. And they, they react again in very different, but realistic ways mm-hmm. that I totally, you know, you get, uh, having grown up with siblings. Yeah. Like, so, so Satsuki's reaction is to get like very sad mm-hmm. and almost a little bit angry maybe. Um, and May is just like, why not? She, yeah. she's just kind of upset and doesn't really understand why their mom can't come home. Right. And when she's like, no, no, yeah. you know? And yeah. so she's just mad, which makes Satsuki mad at her mm-hmm. because she doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, and the the big the thing she says is like, do you want our mom to die? Yeah. You know, like she can't come home. She's sick. Do you want her to die? Mm-hmm. Which is like you can tell that's a big deal for her because it's like that's the thing that's hanging over the the whole family this whole time. And I think one of the reasons they're like they're they're trying to be brave, mm-hmm. but they're also kind of all really scared yeah. that, of what's going to happen to their mom. And so it's kind of like dropping the divorce word if right. you're having like marriage you say problems. That word. Yeah. yeah. But you but she mm-hmm. like she throws it out there, you know, yeah. like do you want mom to die? And you know, it it just kind of freaks May out. Yeah. You know, and so May's reaction is that she was just picking some corn. Um, so she's good. She decides I'm going to take this corn to my mom. I'm going to take it to the hospital, which is like miles away. Yeah. And so she'll get better because this yeah. corn's going to make her feel better. So she runs off basically, which I love the way he does people running. Yeah, I do I too. I love the way people yeah. run in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to run. <laughs> yep. I know, <laughs> but I wouldn't run like that. Um, and so I forget why did, why did, um, Suzuki not notice that she'd left? Because she didn't know, well, what happened? Oh, she went inside with Granny and they were just like doing stuff. Yeah. And then May ran off kind of without them knowing, basically. She thought, they thought May was just in the outside. And their dad, they can't, their dad's in town and they can't get hold of their dad. So May is basically gone and they can't find her. Yeah. Um, And it... This is, again, one of those situations that, Rosalind, you did this to us when we were little. Oh, you, yeah. You vanished yeah. for a period of time. I was like, lost in the car. Yeah, you went and got in the car at an event, <laughs> and we couldn't find you, and we were all And I was probably, out. like, four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, little kids will do this kind of stuff. Yeah. We were like, I've done this with Jack when he was little, where mm-hmm. he went to the bathroom by himself mm-hmm. when he was super small at a campground, and there was, like, a pond nearby. Oh, gosh. So, you know, the first thing, and that's the thing I loved like how he caught this, what, yeah. like, she's really scared. Like, yeah. at, like, and she's young. Like instantly terrified. Yeah. She's instantly thinks yeah. something's happened to her. And it's this moment where she's just like frantically looking yeah, for her sister. And that panic you feel yeah. like it's so captured yeah. in her like demeanor. Yeah. And so she's basically just trying to find her. She's running to the hospital to see if her sister went there, which yeah. is like a really long way. Yeah. you know? Um, and like, that that kind of panic where you're just running as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You don't know where they are. And it and feels really just, hopeless because it's so big. It's yeah. Like she could be anywhere. Exactly. They're in this huge like farmland. Yeah. She could be in all these different places. And, um, but just, at, you know, as a parent, yeah. that feeling you get where you're like immediately assuming the worst. Mm-hmm. And that you kind of think, I think like this is not, this is a too mature of a reaction for Setsuki. And you can kind of see that. Again, how she's had to grow up a little yeah. bit because her mom is sick. She's kind of assuming the worst yeah. about what's happened to May. It's kind of hanging over her head like that something bad could happen. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And so she's frantically running around and um, Kanta bring, uh, shows up yeah. and tells her they found a sandal like 
in in a pond mm-hmm. um, near near their house. Yeah. So she immediately thinks, okay, May is drowned. Yeah. You know, and that is again what every you know, but they don't say that. Oh, she's but probably it's like drowned. everybody feels it. It's- Everyone's feeling it. And he, again, as a little kid, I, there's just little subtle things going on in this scene that <laughs> I I don't know if a little kid would pick up on, but I I love it because no. when she shows up, you know, she's she's terrified. She's running. It's like the there's granny, people dragging the lake. That's the thing, and- but they don't say like, oh, yeah. she might be drowned. She yeah. might be in this pond. But they're all kind of like poking in the pond with these poles. Feeling. Yeah, there's you all kind these of people. Feel sick. Yeah. Granny's like praying. Yeah. Over this, like you can tell, yeah, Yeah. Granny's like freaking out and they ask, they, she gets there and she's like, is this her sandal? Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's not her sandal. (laughs) And everyone's like, it's not her sandal. (laughs) It was, she's not in the pond, you know? Yeah. Um, but she still doesn't know where May is. Yeah. So she goes to Totoro. That's Mm -hmm. her, that's her, what, what her answer is, but she has to find Totoro, which usually you can't get into Totoro's tree, mm-hmm. but she asks him, please let me in. I need to find May. Mm-hmm. So she ba- basically comes to Totoro who's asleep, yeah. which he's always asleep <laughs> and asks him to help. Yeah. Um, and, uh, this is again, this, this is where I feel like, you know, whereas castle in the sky kind of had the emotional climax in the, in the middle or at the end of the second act, this is like where I feel like Miyazaki's, films are at their best because it all wraps up really quickly. Yeah. Like they realize it's not May. She hasn't drowned. She's not in the pond. Yeah. She goes to Totoro. Finds Totoro. Yeah. And Totoro, yeah. Totoro summons the cat bus. Yeah. And the cat bus shows up and May gets in and gets to go for this ride. And And it looks like really weird and comfortable. Like it's like a fur bus inside. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like purring inside. And this cat bus, basically no one can see it is what she realizes. It's like it runs on the wind. So it's like running super fast. It runs on power lines. It's going all over this crazy stuff. And it brings her to May. Mm -hmm. And May's just been lost. You know, and she's just scared. She's crying. She's She's got like tears all over her face. (laughs) She's so cute. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and then, yeah, May shows up, yeah. finds her and they, and they immediately bring the corn to their mother. Yeah. That's where the cat bus she takes She says them. like, I wanted to bring this to mom to make her better. Yeah. And they do basically. They do. Yeah. And so the well, mom. Well, and it's really sweet too. Yeah. There's something so like, they were so scared. The mom was like Dying. really sick, yeah. you know, and they show up and they're sitting in the tree with this cat bus yeah. and they look down and it's the mom and the dad talking. Yeah. And it's like that comforting feeling when you're a kid where it's yeah. like, you see your parents and it's okay. okay. Like yeah. if you're really scared, you just go in their room and you're like, I'm okay. You yeah. know? And it's like, they're just talking and you see the mom's not that sick and no. she's going to be fine. And she says like, I don't know why they made yeah. like, they made such like a big deal. Really just I just a have a cold. And, yeah. And so it's like, just that, like yeah. such like a, like that moment, you feel like a kid, like yeah. that feeling of seeing your parents yeah. and it's okay. I know it is interesting. Like when you're a kid, how you're, your entire world kind of revolves around your parents right. in a weird way, in a weird way where like yeah. they really don't matter. Like I never thought my parents were people. Yeah, you know what you I don't mean? Think like of them as they don't have feelings or needs yeah. or desires. It's like they came from nowhere, but they're there to like make you comfortable yeah. <laughs> and secure. <laughs> exactly. And the, the thought of being like separated from right. them is like the most terrifying thing mm-hmm. in the world, which is why, Sometimes children will come into bed in the middle of the night, you know, and if they're scared, that's the thing you do. And I remember like my biggest fear growing up was like, I'd have nightmares that I lost my parents or I couldn't find my parents, right? you know, and it's so, it's such a terrifying thing as a kid. 
And so you can see why this is such a scary thing for the kids in here because yeah. they're facing the thought of losing their mom. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that's that's why you know all these things bring this extra level of fear mm-hmm. to them a little bit. Yeah. That their expectations are, oh, this is gonna May is now gonna be gone yeah. too. Um, but but they've but they're wrong and it ends with that comfort. Right. Of, it is so sweet that they're yeah, wrong. Like there yeah. was nothing bad happening, you know. It's yeah, really exactly. Sweet. And they leave the corn for her. Yeah. And I love how the dad just accepts it. Like yeah. they're like they leave the corn on the windowsill and write for mom yeah. on the on the corn husk. Yeah. And it's almost like it makes her better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it ends with the ending is um it has these credits and it's, it's one of those things. It's not animated, but it's just pictures mm-hmm. and it's pictures of the mom coming home, yeah. them in bed with the mom yeah. reading books together. And, yeah. and so it's a very happy ending. Really, you know? really sweet. And there's like the happy song playing. Yeah. It's them awesome. like, yeah. Like Totoro, like mm-hmm. playing and stuff like that. And, um, and that's, again, it's a short movie. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. It's not, it's not a long movie. And again, it's not a really complex plot, um, but it's, it's just so it, it does remind me of like reading an A.A. Milne book where it's like it has like enough of that like it it, it emotionally involves you mm-hmm. in a very uh, meaningful way. But it's such a subtle right. film and simple and beautiful. Without there having to be huge conflict or resolution or yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. villains or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like contrast like it was funny because I was, I was watching this I was thinking about okay so this is a relationship between sisters isn't something that happens a lot in movies. The yeah. only one I could think of was, or not in kids' movies, the only one I could think of was Frozen Ugh. that recently did that. <laughs> well, and just contrast right. this relationship yeah. with that. That's a, you know, And they tried so hard to make it like, we um, love each other. I yeah. did not. Okay. But think of how like on the, how like overstated and over mm-hmm. like over exposited like Mm -hmm. every facet of that relationship was (laughs) like it was like everything we have to have like a song first off this is why i say like disney is like a broadway play and this is like a movie but but like it's so much more like our conflict is in your face and like this is like the driving force of the movie and in this one it's like it has such a more like real you identify with the girls in such a more different way because of like how real and subtle their relationship mm-hmm. is. Um, and just, it's, yeah. it's something that like, I've never had an issue where one of my siblings, you know, got huge powers and, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like so over exaggerated. Remember when I had those ice powers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forgot about that. <laughs> But it's so over exaggerated right. that it's hard to identify. Like with this, it's like you recognize your relationship immediately with your right. siblings and the siblings you've seen around you. Right, for sure. Um, and it's um, it just is very emotionally engaging in that yeah. way. I think um, it reminded me a little bit of the Chronicles of Narnia. Even mm, though the Narnia Chronicles have like each yeah. book has a really great plot. Yeah, but. The sibling relationship yep. where you, you do get mad at each other and yeah. yell at each other and really mean, but yeah. then it's like all, you know, and they're actually pretty sweet sisters. Yeah. She only yells her like one time. Yeah. Um, but just kind of, I feel like it, it felt like that to me because the sibling relationship was so well captured, mm-hmm. you know, which Narnia really captures it too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it's, there's, there's not a ton of else to say. Yeah. I think this is one of those films that you really should you really should watch it at least once it's so enjoyable it is it's I like, wanted to turn around and watch it again actually yeah, it's like one of those it's just hard not to love just because it's so beautiful yeah 
and the characters are so sweet. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like nothing not to like about it. It's like, and the details, like yeah. we've talked about the detail, like to me, the details of the house, like made me just ache for that house. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want that house yeah. so bad. Like the uh-huh. bathroom and the hand pumps yeah. and like everything, just the details of it was so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, maybe that's it, that, that there's so much attention to detail mm-hmm. in every part of this movie, um, but not in a way that's in your face or obnoxious or boring or, or boring. like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say like, if you have kids of any age, pretty much, this is like a perfect movie to watch together. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, if you're an adult, watch it on your own. That's how yeah. I first saw it too. But it's, it's one of those that it's fun to watch with kids. And I mean, absolutely all ages can watch it. There's yeah. really not anything that would be scary. No, I was, yeah, I was a little worried. Like the mom was going to die. Yeah. I was like, gosh, I really hope the mom doesn't yeah. die. Like, I don't want Calvin to think about that. And yeah. then she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was really well, sweet. Funny thing. Speaking of sadness. So this was released with grave of the fireflies. It was like a mm, double feature mm-hmm. when it came out. <laughs> so I'm like, man, how did that target audience it's work? Like really like, messing with your emotions. Yeah, I know. Like, geez, <laughs> what the heck? Did, did you watch that? Lily said she wanted to see it. No, no, heck no, no, you're not. I, I have it. no desire to kill myself. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, just reading, like, seriously, reading just, like, the plot summary. What is it about? Sent me into a coma. Um, it's about uh, these two kids who are trying to survive in Japanese, oh. like, in fire, like, during right. the firebomb oh, of uh, Japan. No. Yeah, and they're basically just starving to death. Duh. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. As awful. a parent, we can't handle these No, things. it's yeah. not right. It ain't right. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, the anti Totoro basically, yeah, exactly. as it sounds like. Um, so yeah, um, highly recommended. Yeah. Any further? Th- any final thoughts? Any favorite scenes that we missed? I think the bus scene was really my favorite scene. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think favorite scenes: Kanta giving Suzuki the, L- the umbrella. umbrella. Um, Totoro at the bus stop. I mean, the whole thing is just delightful. Yeah. Really. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't it's, ever. And I, I, w- I just kept thinking about, like, I hate to compare it to Disney because it's so yeah. different. But the thoughts I had was, it's just weird to me how our animated films are nothing like, like our culture. Like, you couldn't mm-hmm. look at an animated film and be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of our culture. Or you wouldn't yeah. really look at an animated film and draw... Or learn anything about us mm-hmm. as a culture, as that's America. Like you wouldn't yeah. say. Hmm, that's a good point. Whereas I feel like I watched this movie and I learned something about their culture. Hmm. I I saw their architecture. I yeah. saw the way their schools looked. Their mm-hmm. um, their you know how house designs. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the neighbors interacted. How they you know they just really subtly. I feel like this bowed is like a very other. like idealized version of yes. like. Japanese culture and that like how we would maybe think back into right. like, like a nostalgic version. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a nostalgic age for us. Yeah. Um, this is probably how he feels like about some time in his childhood. Right, in his childhood. Some, yeah. But at the same time, like I don't think there's I can't think of an animated film that's like that for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I, I agree. You know? Which is a shame because it would be a really beautiful way to yeah. idealize a like a time maybe, in our culture. Maybe Pixar a little bit more, but like yeah, maybe Pixar. Like Toy Story kind of does that. That's for like childhood. Set in a modern time a little bit. I mean, yeah, 
Pixar is also heavily influenced by Studio Ghibli. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Totoro actually makes it into a Pixar film. I, I saw um, something. It? I was looking it might at be images. Toy it's yeah. Toy Story 3. He's okay. in the nursery. Yeah, I know John Lasseter is a huge Miyazaki fan. Yeah. Um, Which Pixar is, to me, different than Disney. Yeah, it's not... I'm thinking classic, but as you mentioned, classic, classic Disney. Disney. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of what TV I think animation. of as our animated yeah. movies. And especially along that same time period, because I think I think Little Mermaid came out in 88. Mm-hmm. So just right. yeah. to compare these two films, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, our 88 so to his different. 88. And I is, love Little Mermaid. I do yeah. too. Little Mermaid's probably one of my top Disney movies. Yeah. But they're so different. They're so radically you know? different. And like, yeah. And this one, I feel like, again, it's, it's something about it just feels much more like a work of art. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing the, I was thinking as I turned this on is I like... Uh, and because I love Disney movies, like I'm all mm-hmm. for Calvin watching Disney movies and my kids, I mm-hmm. like that was just like what I played growing mm-hmm. up a lot of the times. And but at the same time, I wish in a way it wasn't because I think that maybe there's some things wrong with me because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, in a, you know, that well, that these women were the women that I idealized. <laughs> yeah. Little Mermaid, Belle. Little Mermaid um, is Belle, Ariel is like, yeah. I, honestly, like when you think about the story, she is horrible. <laughs> She's awful. She's like one of the worst daughters ever. She's <laughs> like, yeah, a, like King Triton's nightmare. You I know. know. Like, and he, it's it, the way she behaves in that movie is absolutely selfish and terrible. I mean, so bad. Well, no, honestly, that's one of the reasons I love my kids watching Ghibli films is because mm-hmm. the characters I'm like, right. yeah, be like Suzuki. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, or, like be a good sister. Play with your sister. Yeah, like yeah. Be, like they're always like. Or it, in Castle in the Sky, like yeah. he is honorable. He's yeah. brave. He yeah. like he works really hard to take care and they're of not his like, friend. Yeah. And, and they're 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 role models that you could aspire to be like. Right. And they're not like overly overpowered. They're not right. super strong. They're not, but they're all like people you could be. Right. And uh, no matter what, like your physical limitations might be. Right. You know, in that they're, yeah, they're, they do kind of remind me almost of like Narnia, like the way C.S. Lewis would write characters mm-hmm. in that, that they're more, much more about like being good friends. Yeah. Brave, brave, kind. noble, kind. Yeah. yeah. And having like a good attitude and really tough situations. Yeah. Um, like that's one of the friendly, yeah. cheerful. That's the thing I think about Spirited Away is like because yeah. it's all about like, you know, when you're scared, being brave yeah. and like doing a good job, working right. hard. You yeah. know, and, like, <laughs> it's like that's a role model that's, right there. Yeah, there's so little of that in Disney films. But and I and I'm like yeah. I wish like I almost want to cut Disney off and just like go Ghibli <laughs> for my kids yeah. because you're not really depriving them of any beauty <laughs> yeah. or story or anything like yeah. that. And I think maybe worse for a girl growing up with Disney because I think the the girl so role models romantic, are so, yes. so romantic and yeah. and I mean like think about Pocahontas like yeah. Pocahontas I'm like ten or twelve when that movie comes out and I'm like it's so messed up that this is this is the movie that you like yeah. watch as a little kid yeah so I mean. As much as I love Disney, I don't I don't know how great they were for me growing up. Yeah. And I'm glad I watched them because like they mean yeah. a lot to me, but no, you yeah. know, I'm, I just well, really am appreciating this whole Ghibli yeah. thing. Well, like, wait till you get to Kiki's Delivery Service. It's okay. another great example of that. Yeah. So that's next up. And mm-hmm. um, again, it's, I think this is, you know, his films, the next, this film is a lot 
you know, his films are very like a lot more bright and happy. Um, uh, Kiki's is another really fun, mm-hmm. really sweet, awesome film that I totally love. Okay. And Kiki is an awesome character. Okay. Um, and, uh, cute name. <laughs> yeah, she's really cute. Like, um, but love her. Okay. Um, and then after that we have Porco Rosso and then Princess Mononoke, which are kind of going back down into the, the depths d- of darkness. Okay. I think, I think Princess Mononoke is the darkest it gets. Cause she, from what I've seen of the pictures of her, she's an older heroine. Yeah. So... It's just a, it's a very PG-13 okay. movie. Like it's a lot more violent, a lot more dark. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot more intense stuff in that movie. Okay. Like shockingly violent in weird huh. parts. Like huh. just, it's almost funny. Like what happened? We'll, we'll watch it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I think, and then Spirited Away was after that and it kind of, it picks back up and mm-hmm. it doesn't really go back. But I think, you know, Princess Mononoke reminds me the most of like Nausicaa. Okay. In that film. Mm-hmm. Very different, like the setting and everything, mm-hmm. but it reminds me a lot of that film. Okay. Um, love that one. Okay. That's that's a favorite of like uh, Jack and Lily's. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have some we have some good stuff to look forward Excited. to here. Yeah. Really I'm really getting into this Ghibli Yeah. Thing. All right. I know. <clears throat> good filmmaker, right? Yeah. It's, it's fun to see all their stuff. It is. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's all for now. We will be back next week uh, with Kiki's Delivery Service. Yay! I think we owe a lot to that cat. Hi. Your work here is done. Right on, epic cat. Right on. Culture Zoo is a production of One Drawing a Day. You can learn more about Culture Zoo and One Drawing a Day and all sorts of other things at onedrawingaday.wordpress.com. You can follow Culture Zoo for regular updates on geeky stuff at Podcast on Twitter. If you want to buy amazing t-shirts featuring our podcast logo, among other things, you can purchase them at store.culturezoo.com.